Yo. <laughs> Thanks again for checking out another edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. But then again, if you're listening, you should know that by now. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. You can find the podcast just about anywhere. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Overcast FM. Of course, you can catch me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and YouTube. So there's no reason not to subscribe to the podcast. All right, so here's what I want to talk about today. Uh, if you've been following the podcast, uh, a lot of discussion has been about uh, some of the greatest hip hop albums to come out in 1996. Uh, so we've been celebrating the 20 year anniversary of these albums. Well, I got to thinking uh, and I, it, it kind of dawned on me like you really haven't even touched on some of the great R&B albums that came out in 1996. And the top of that list of the best albums of 1996 and my personal favorite non-hip-hop album favorite R&B album from 1996 new edition home again to really really understand and appreciate how this album came together I think you have to um, really have an understanding of where New Edition came from. I mean, I, you don't need me to tell you who New Edition is. If you don't know who New Edition is, it's Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike, Ralph, Johnny. <laughs> I mean, it's just that simple. Uh, but I think uh, this album, I guess let me start from the beginning. First and foremost, I am a huge New Edition fan. Um, I, I told, I remember having a conversation with my dad and he was talking about the temptations and he was talking about how the temptations, um, really their music molded him and, and he grew up listening to that. And that was like the soundtrack of his, uh, life. And I mentioned to him, like, you know, new edition is my temptations. It's, it's, they have the same effect. Like I can remember, and I've been listening to their music since their early inception in the early eighties. Um, so, which is funny because I remember the first time that I heard New Edition, uh, it was a little song called Candy Girl. You may have heard of it. Um, the first time I heard Candy Girl was on the radio. And I remember, you know, hearing it, you hearing these guys, like these high pitched voices. And then I just remember all the girls in my class was talking about this group, New Edition. And I didn't like the fact that they were getting props <laughs> from all the girls in the class. So I wasn't, you know, initially I wasn't a fan of New Edition. I wasn't because they were, you know, they were they were catching the, the attention of little little young ladies, and you know, young twelve Kyle didn't really appreciate that. <laughs> um, but nevertheless, uh, yeah, so that was my first introduction to them. And I think that was like 80, I want to say like 82, 83, something like that. Um, of course, you know, if you're familiar with the new edition uh, history, you know, they had uh, obviously hit after hit after hit as a group. Um, it was Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike um, and Ralph. Uh, and, you know, so they had 
hits like Is This The End, Popcorn Love, Jealous Girl, um, Mr. Telephone Man. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. Uh, nonetheless, uh, I think the thing that really is impressive is to me prior to listening to this home again album is if you're a fan of new edition you know how long they've been doing this and i think even as a fan and someone who kind of understands how their history goes you understand too that you know this is a collective group of brothers and now then they may not be you know really related but they are brothers and they've come up together and grown together as boy from boys to men um, together in an industry that's not necessarily conducive to seeing groups last a long time and their careers have spanned uh, over decades uh, nearly three or a little more than three decades now at this point um, so I think that's one of the first things that jumped out at me prior to listening to this album because like I said if you're a fan of New Edition if you know about New Edition uh, you know their story and their struggles. Um, nonetheless, as I mentioned, you know they started out little teeny bop group. <laughs> they had hits. They had you know they had the girls. They had uh, they had a little bit of everything. I mean, like they could dance. That you know the they they appeared in these you know little black teeny bop magazines. So all the girls loved them. Fellas wanted to be like them. Um, and then they grew up. You know, they, they they started growing and maturing and talking about things a little bit more deeper than, you know, popcorn love. <laughs> so, you know, it moved on from that point. Uh, and even in, in New Edition's early days, you could tell that these dudes were stars, man. I mean, let's just keep it real. They were stars and, and everybody had their own talent um, and everybody shined. And I think even if you ask people back then like you may have had your favorites in the group but you still love the group so you know it didn't matter necessarily who was singing on a particular song or what have you or when you saw the videos who was in I mean everybody was in the videos but um you know you just you really grew to appreciate the group as, as far as who they were and the music that they were making as I mentioned you know they, they grew a little older they, they over a period of time you know the the subject matter got a little bit more serious <laughs> um but, you know, it was these five kids out of Boston, Massachusetts. And, um, you know, they were trying to make a way for themselves and their families. And, and they ended up making some great music. Um, so you fast forward from the mid, from, from the early 80s to right around like 86, 87, right? Um, the group decides to kick Bobby out of the group. Um, which back then was rare it wasn't necessarily rare to see groups split or members leave or what have you in in the 60s and 70s but for my generation it was very very new because we had never seen this before so there was you know when when the word came in and keep in mind now this is pre-internet so you know we get word of mouth that bobby brown is leaving new edition or has left new edition so we have no idea what's about to happen uh, so it's like 86, 87, Bobby Brown goes off on his own and, you know, a lot of people, myself included, thought like that was the end for Bobby. Like, <laughs> like he wasn't going to do anything else, uh, in his career. 
And boy, were we wrong. <laughs> Bobby Brown managed to go solo and, I mean, become a megastar. He had about, you know, a few years run. I mean, when I say he ran the charts, Bobby ran the charts. Uh, his solo projects are legendary. Um, and I don't think a lot of people saw that coming because, again, you know, when you when you think about somebody leaving a group, you think, OK, well, you know, they're on their own. So, you know, nothing's going to happen to them. They're, they're not going to have the same type of success. I mean, we, we knew from, you know, Cool It Now or Mr. Telephone Man that Bobby could sing. We knew that he was, you know, that he was good and we knew he could dance and we knew that, you know, Bobby a little off. <laughs> he was going to definitely do his own thing. But uh, first, he, he dropped King of the Stage in 1986. Um, then he came back with Don't Be Cruel. Man. Don't Be Cruel. Uh, then he dropped Bobby. Okay, Don't Be Cruel came out, I want to say, 88. And then Don't Be Cruel came out in 1992. So from like 86 to 1992, Bobby Brown ran it. I mean, like he had hit after hit after hit and it was just it was really surprising because a lot of people did not see that coming uh like i said myself included obviously you know got with whitney houston married her the whole now you know bobby's story but his his solo efforts um you know really made you think like there's no way in hell he's coming back to new edition um subsequently new edition around that same time when bobby left i want to say it was right around 87 uh, just before they went in to record the uh, Any Heartbreak album, they brought in another member, Johnny Gill. And people knew Johnny Gill from um, his solo efforts. And, you know, one thing about it, when you heard about it, you you know, I, I, I remember hearing about it. And I was like, Johnny Gill, well, why are they bringing Johnny Gill into the group? I mean, because Johnny Gill could blow. And you just didn't think like his uh, voice would necessarily, you know, mesh with the, the the voices from new edition uh, but he fit right in now johnny you know he ain't the best dance in the world but <laughs> but you know they work they work with johnny on his uh dancing skills um but he was he too was also someone who had solo success prior to new edition um of course you know his other solo his his post new edition solo career um you know that at that johnny album was crazy I mean, my, 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 rub you the right way. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, Johnny had hits. I mean, my, my, my is still the jam to this day. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so it, it's so here. Here's another guy who had solo success prior to joining the group. And then he's coming to the group in 1996 to make this album. Well, he was already in the group, but, you know, they're joining forces again to make this album. Uh, the Any Heartbreak album, which came out in 1988, uh, incredible album. Uh, one of the soundtracks of my years in high school. I graduated high school in 1991. Um, Any Heartbreak, classic, classic album. If you don't have this album, you need to get it. Shame on you. <laughs> um, so you're bringing Johnny back. Okay, so, so Bobby was out of the mix. And then you're bringing Johnny back. Also, what you're bringing back is Ralph Tresvant. And Ralph, you know, had planned to go solo before. And he had a solo album. 
And you remember, you remember Ralph's solo album. You know, what I mean, he gets he gets criticized for you know what he was talking about on uh, sensitivity. But truth be told, Ralph had a very good solo album. I mean, a very very good solo album. You can't front on the album. Listen to that album. That album is good, top. To, I mean, uh, front to back. So. You, you can't front on Ralph and, and what he was able to do as a solo artist. And I think people knew from day one that at some point in time, Ralph was going to go solo. Um, so you're bringing Ralph back in the mix for this album. And then there's the other three. <laughs> By the other three, I mean Bell, Biv DeVoe. Now you know. <laughs> uh, it was interesting because after any heartbreak drop... I want to say this is right around 1990. Um, you know, Ralph was going solo. Johnny was doing a solo album. Bobby was already solo. So it kind of left, you know, Ricky Bell, Ron DeVoe, and Michael Bivens in somewhat of a quandary. I mean, like, what are, what, what are they going to do? Uh, obviously, of the three, Ricky's the lead singer. Um, I don't really know if you really want, <laughs> I don't know if you really want uh, Ronnie and Mike leading a song. Um, they tried, but <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, I think it was, uh, you know, so they were kind of in limbo. So they decided to form this group called Bell Biv DeVoe. And the rest is history. They took off and sold millions and millions of records. And that's the thing that's always interesting when I think, when I look back on it, uh, DVD, you know, went multi-platinum. Uh, Ralph was platinum. Johnny Gill was platinum. Bobby was quadruple platinum. And then they all decided to get together to bring, to come back together to do this one album. And this is the first and the only album in which all six members, uh, you know, are together. Right? So, we go from that point to, I remember hearing rumblings about the fact that this could possibly be and what i mean by this could possibly be was that this was going to be a situation where the entire ne crew was going to be on one album um honestly when i heard about it i was kind of skeptical because you just didn't know how it was going to mesh and i think you know they had already had a sound and it had a feel from just from the ne heartbreak album but they also each entity had their own type of success so i was you know kind of curious as to how it was going to sound um and again this is the pre-internet era so you know we don't know we just know that the album's coming we had heard you know i think in magazines and on tv and radio that they were working on this album uh so this album comes out september 10th 1996 uh couple of things you need to know about that time at that particular time hip-hop was running it i mean the east coast west coast beef was in full effect uh unfortunately this album dropped just a few days before tupac passed away uh you know so it was it the, the timing was definitely different and I don't know that we necessarily knew what truly to expect from this album because we had not had a new edition album with all six members. And I was very curious. I, I remember even back then being very curious as to how Bobby and Johnny were going to sound on this album. So we're getting amped up 
and we're like, okay, it's coming, it's coming. And when it finally dropped, I never forget it. Like I was in school, I was in college at South Carolina State University. I remember getting out of my one o'clock class, hopping in the car, driving to the mall to go pick up the CD. Cause you know, it wasn't no downloads back then, uh, people. <laughs> you had to go buy the album. So I bought the album and I told myself like, normally I'll listen to it in the car on the way home or what have you, but I didn't want to do that. I was like, nah, I'm gonna go. I want to get back in the dorm, chill and actually sit down and digest this album because I needed to hear how they sounded all together. So here it is, 20 years later, and we have all of the fellas back together again, home again, new edition. Tell you what, let's take a quick commercial break. On the other side, I'll break down this album and tell you what I loved about it and just give you a little history about new edition. We'll be back in just a second. Have been doing it for what 30 years 31 31 what's the key ingredient i think brotherhood um i can say that because um i've got five extra family members you know and um you know we we do everything together performing and the performing and watching the crowd react to the the dance moves and the singing i think that's a big Adrenaline rush for us since we were kids. We always wanted to do that. Bobby got me into that. <laughs> I used to like just, you know, learning records and learning the words. So Bobby's like, you know, you can do this in front of people. Right. And right. they'll react to you. And I started watching, I was like, man. And, and, and once I got a dose of it, it was it was that you know, I think that's what killed that's what keeps it going on. Year after year, this is what makes you want to do it. You want to get back out there and feel that energy. Yeah. So it's a good time. Yeah. Johnny, can you tell us what can folks expect once they come out to tonight's concert? Well, we're all about entertaining, uh -huh. and I can assure you, you're going to get every pennies, your dollar's worth, a dime, whatever you spend. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be, well, we, you know, like Ralph was saying, we just enjoy performing, and um, 31 years of doing this, we still don't take it for granted. We just, we go all out. We leave everything out there on the stage every single night. And just like that, we're back. All right, so let's break it down, man. Home Again, 20 years later, new edition. Uh, like I said, the anticipation was crazy. When this album dropped September 10th, uh, 1996, uh, it immediately like sold out in stores. Like you couldn't, you really couldn't get it anywhere. I think it, I wanna say that they sold like 400,000 copies like first week so first week out which is crazy for an arm at that particular time that's crazy in, 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 in any shape or form but it was just I mean for an R&B group that was crazy in and of itself alright so the, 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 the album starts off with oh yeah it feels so good and I, I like this song because it's a good introduction song the song just basically says hey we're back um, and you know they each of them are singing about just being back and it feels good to be back uh, it's kind of like an ode to you know to their fans like hey we're back thank you for supporting us um then the second song track number two is the lead single and there was actually a video for it uh hit me off um 
love hit me off man hit me off is that you know that feel good you know it has a nice little bounce to it uh the video was real cool typical any video um like I said, a feel-good song, and it was good just seeing them. I mean, I remember seeing the video for the first time, and it was just good because we hadn't seen them since Any Heartbreak. And again, Any Heartbreak came out in uh, 1988, so it had been some years, and this is 1996. So we're almost talking 10 years since they've been together as a collective. Uh, we saw the solo projects, but just to have these guys, have the crew back together again, and then you throw in Bobby, you know, that was good. That was good. It was a good look. Um, the video was dope. If you haven't seen a video, which I don't know how you could possibly not have seen the video, but if you haven't seen the video, make sure that you check out the video as well. Uh, you can do that after listening to this podcast. Um, next song was You Don't Have to Worry, which was actually produced by Puffy. Um, I thought this was interesting, and it had a, it, it actually, when you listen to it now, it has what I call a quote-unquote bad boy sound. Um, subsequently... This song was an introduction from New Edition to Puffy and, you know, led to them being signed by Bad Boy. And I'll talk about that in a second. But I like this, man. I like the beat. I like how, you know, what they were singing and talking about. Um, it's, it's real mellow. But again, it, it's it's a signature 1996 Bad Boy sound. Uh, so And Bad Boy was winning at the time. So Biggie was still alive. Uh, you know, so they Puff had 112, he had Total, he had Mace, uh, you know, so at this particular time, any just about anything Puff was touching was turning to gold, so um, it wasn't a shiny suit anthem, but it was really, really dope um, song. Um, the next song is uh, Tighten Up, Tighten It Up, um, I thought Tighten It Up was okay, um, not, it, you know, it was a decent song, it's decent, it's not a bad song, it's, it's not a song I think that would land on most new edition albums like stuff like i guess for me i hold any heartbreak in such high regard i kind of as i listen to this album i'm like would this have been on you know any heartbreak i was like no i tightened it up probably wouldn't be on um next joint is uh shop around um and that was actually produced by jermaine dupree um again another 90s producer who who had a signature sound and this sounds like something that would be on jermaine's label so so deaf uh pretty good pretty good track i liked it i liked it a lot um so you got shop around as the fifth track number six track hear me out uh this really was where i think the album started to really take it up a notch um I think you you get to hear you know Ricky um, really blow on this one, uh, and that's another thing too that I liked about this album is that I thought it was interesting that Bobby and Johnny don't really appear on. It's only a handful of tracks that they both appear on together, um, but I think because you have really four guys who can really really just lead on any track in Ralph. Johnny, Bobby, and Ricky, I think they did a good job of balancing. And as fans, if you like, let's say if you're a fan of if 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 Ricky's your guy, if you particular if you prefer to hear Ricky on most tracks, then I think you know you got enough Ricky on this album. You, if you if Ralph is your guy, then you probably got enough Ralph on the, on it. And I think, and I don't know how they they balance that as far as the production. Um, because they use different producers, a lot of in-house producing as well. But as I mentioned, Puffy, uh, Jermaine Dupri as well. 
Um, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, obviously. Um, I thought they did a good, they had a really good balance of, of using those guys. And of course, you know, you let Bivens and, uh, and Ron DeVoe rap or speak over the tracks because uh, you don't necessarily want them leading. <laughs> so Hear Me Out, I think, was one um, one that the, the, the track where I think the album kind of takes it up another level. Um, something About You. Uh, something About You is a track that is, is the next track, track seven. Um, that was a track that I think the guitars or something like that, initially when I heard it, I was like, yo, what is this? You know, like, it just didn't sound right. But then the more and more I listened to it, it, it grew on me. And I really like that track. Um, next one is uh, track eight, Try Again. Another track produced by Puffy. That one's dope. Um, then the next track, track number nine, How Do You Like Your Love Serve? Um, man, that's classic N.E. right there. I mean, like this... This is this type, not maybe not this particular song, but this type of song and what they're singing about, um, you know, singing to a woman. This this is the 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 theme that goes on most new edition albums, um, you know, talking to the ladies. And I mean, like when you hear this song, you can kind of picture them in concert asking the women, how do you like your love served? Tell me what you think you deserve. Um, so I love one of my favorite tracks on the album. Um one More Day is the next track, another track produced by um, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, I think. And uh, the One More Day is a, it's, it's a really, really melodic song. I like the, the guitars and, and the feel of, the, of this particular song. Very, very melodic. Um, the next song, track 11, uh, one of my favorites on the album, I'm Still In Love With You. There was a video for it. Uh, this is a track that really could go on in any new edition album. This could go on any uh, solo project. Uh, typical new edition. Um, dope, dope song. Love the song. Like I said, one of my favorite tracks on the album. Um, the next song is a, not actually a song, but track 12 is an interlude. It's called Thank You, the JG Interlude. Um and it only features Johnny Gill. What's very interesting is that it's a more, it, it sounds like a prayer. It's, it, it sounds like church. And I'm not going to say it threw people off. It didn't throw me off because I, you know, the first time I heard it, I understood where they were going. But just Johnny Gill giving thanks to God for the opportunity to, to, to reconnect with New Edition and just I think if you just when you hear this song you have to just kind of kick back close your eyes and vibe to this one it's a it's a very very dope it's an interlude but it's a very dope song um, and Johnny Gill rips it <laughs> I mean like you know Johnny Gill has, has often said you know like he just didn't when when they did when they recorded the uh, any heartbreak album, you know they gave him Boys to Men, and that was the only song on the album that he he's just featured on. And he said to himself, "Well, look, if they're only going to give me this one song, I'm going to rip it to shreds." And he did that for Boys to Men, and on this one, thank you, uh, he does the same thing, and you know it, it, it's it's phenomenal. It is phenomenal. Uh, 
I personally I never grow tired of hearing this song even though it has a, a religious feel I think it's something that a lot of people can identify with um, and then the uh, final track on the album uh, Home Again uh, this is a song where everybody shines uh, Bobby you know, and Johnny are on this one um, and they talk about coming home and coming back to their fans and coming back to being new edition and you know they like I think one of the verses said you know is this going to be another heartbreak and it was kind of like a play on words is are we going to be able to keep this together are we going to stay together um and um Bobby said just when I thought what we were through I found my way right back to you and you don't know if necessarily if he's talking about a woman if he's talking about Whitney or if he's talking about new edition or he's talking about us the fans I thought this is this is a very, very heartfelt song, and um, it, 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 it's the perfect closeout to the album. Um, my overall thoughts on this album, I thought of, I, I think it's an incredible album. Um, it is, I don't, I can't really compare it to any heartbreak, and the reason why I can't is because any heartbreak holds some sentimental value i mean when you say can you stand the rain i mean that that was like the soundtrack of high school okay <laughs> so so for me now I, I can't really put it right there but that doesn't mean that it does not lack it is uh, my second favorite new edition album uh that being home again um this was this was an incredible album man i mean from top to bottom it gives you a little bit of everything it gives you you know you got Biv and, and, and Ronnie rhyming a little bit. You got them talking over tracks. Uh, but then it lets, you know, they have tracks on it where Johnny just goes off. Or they, they have tracks where Ralph goes off and tracks where Ricky goes off and Bobby. So I just think it, it's 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 a very great feeling album. And even to this day, when you listen to it, I don't think that you can listen to this album and still not feel good about what it is that you're listening to. Um, this is this is the type of R&B that I think uh, my personal opinion is missing in today's R&B. Um, but it's a phenomenal album, uh, and obviously we kind of you you know what happened after this. Well, maybe some of you don't know, so I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, they went on tour, um, and they got them fighting. <laughs> well, not necessarily fighting per se, physically, but a uh, lot of confusion a lot of i mean like even to this day i'm not even sure what the story is uh if you ask 10 people you may get eight different answers um but bobby ended up leaving the tour and i think mike ended up leaving the tour uh and you know they just didn't do anything again until i think it was 2004 they came back and they recorded an album, One Love, um, which spawned the hit uh, Hot Tonight, which was a dope track, I think. Um, hot, I mean, uh, I was going to say Hot Tonight. <laughs> One Love was, it was good. It was solid. But it wasn't the, the typical new edition that I'm used to. It wasn't Home Again. It wasn't any heartbreak. Uh, you know, and it wasn't, you know, any of their earlier albums either. So, you know, I just, I was like, uh a little disappointed, but I, to be honest, I did not have the uh, the same uh, feeling, and I wasn't as eager to listen to One Love as I was uh, Home Again because, for one, Bobby wasn't on One Love. This was just 
you know, everybody and Johnny again. And um, but it was a solid album. It was a solid album. And again, it was in 2004. They were on Bad Boy at the time, which I really wasn't a fan of that marriage. Uh, they ended up getting off Bad Boy because Puffy didn't pay him, you know, which is a common theme. <laughs> common theme among, amongst Puffy and his artists. Um, so it was a one album deal with Bad Boy. Uh, and, you know, subsequently they ended up going their separate ways. Uh, they ended up, you know, um, Johnny formed LSG uh, with Joe Levert and. You know, and he had success there, and Keith Sweat, um, and obviously Michael Bivens. You know, he did producing for you know the what was the East Coast Family, <laughs> uh, Biv Ten Records. You know, they had Boys and Men, ABC, um, so forth and so on. Uh, Ralph, you know, he worked on a couple of solo things. BBD came out with another album. It wasn't as big as the Poison album. Um, but you know they still had they still had success, and then ultimately they came back, and even their new edition as a collective is still out touring now as we speak. Um, and they've been doing that for the last I'd say probably about the last ten years. Um, so when you look at it as a whole, uh, they did okay, and, and they did very well even after this album. Uh, relatively speaking, because if you look at it, they have they still have music that is still coming out. Um, Johnny Gill just dropped. Uh, he I think he did a he had a solo album last year to come out, and he just recently had a single come out featuring New Edition. Um, and as far as I can tell, you know they're still touring as a collective unit, even with Bobby. So I think that's good. Um, will we get another New Edition album? Uh, that's a good question. I guess the better question is, do we want another New Edition album? As big a fan as I am of New Edition, I, I, it's, it's got to be right. Like it's got to be, it's got to be dope, and everybody's got to buy in. And it's, you know, it's. I think New Edition. Do they have it in them? Of course they do. They've got more than enough uh, stuff to put together a dope ass album. And I know that that's they're they're very much capable of that. Um, would I like to see it? Of course I would. I would love to see it. I would love to see it. Um, will I see it? That I don't know. Uh, because, you know, even though they're doing the touring, I think the touring is more so, you know, to put money in their pockets. Uh, I will say this just because I've seen them personally myself. If you get a chance, if they come to a town or city near you, go see New Edition. Do yourself a favor. They are worth the price of admission. If for nothing else, you know they got hits. I mean, like I saw a three-hour show, and it was just new edition hits. <laughs> so, and trust me, you will leave uh, the arena sore from dancing, and your and your voice will be hoarse from singing. Um, but yeah, man, I think uh, going back to this album, this is a this is a great album. This is my favorite out al- favorite non-hip-hop album, my favorite R&B album from 1996. Uh, a classic album, in my opinion. Uh, it's a little over an hour listening time still has great listening value uh, 20 years later and uh, again if you if you're a fan even if you're not a fan which at this point I really don't understand how people could not be fans of this group because this group is 
the Temptations. They are legendary. They've been around for forever, and they are going to be around forever. Uh, and their music still holds and and is still true to 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 our hearts. And it, it, and again, it, they make feel good music. So at the end of the day, I think you can always take something from this and still feel good about what it is that you're listening to. Uh, so that's it, man. New edition. 20 years later, home again, 20 years later, uh, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. We're going to take you out with, um, let's see, what, what should we go out with? Let's go out with home again. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, that's going to do it for me. I'm going to holler at you guys next time. 5,000. Been away for much too long. I hope you still feel I belong. I didn't mean to cause you pain. Nothing to lose, much more to gain. Can you stand away? Let me talk to him now. Just when I thought that we were through, I found my way right back to you. I can't change what happened in the past. This time it lasts. Can you stand the Tell me, baby. Can you stand the rain? On the story go. On the story go.